Tell me, how, how do we know each other, Corey? Huh. Well, um, I think we met at uh, playing Battle Uno. Did we not? I think we were playing Battle Uno. Yeah. Which Are we allowed to like say people's names? Or, or... We can say people's names, just not their battle names. Okay. Yeah. Can I say yours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you want. <laughs> okay. I'm the host, so. Yeah. All right, so I was spending time with, with uh, a friend, and she invited me down to, uh, to play Battle Uno, which I had never heard of. I'm not a card. I'm notoriously not a card game guy or a board yeah. game guy. Yeah. Um, For the uninitiated, Battle Uno is like a cult. Yeah, you yeah. use like multiple Uno decks, and it's like live action Uno. Yeah. Like, it's almost not even turn-based. It's not, yeah. Like it's, you, could, you could almost argue it's not turn-based at all. Yeah, it's nuts. It's totally insane. Yeah, and I came in last place. And, but yeah, so I, I go to this this Battle Uno thing with all these people from the south. I'm from the north, northwest for life. And, uh, <laughs> and so I didn't know these people. Um, but you were there, and you go by the name Red Jacket. Yeah. When you play, because you you own a red jacket, yeah. but it's like a specific red jacket that you own. Yeah, but that one's been relegated to when you do. Anyway. Yeah, but it's it's like confusing because you have another red jacket, but that's not the red jacket. It's not the red jacket. Yeah. 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 It's not the original, but it's it's still a red jacket. Yeah. 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 So that's how we met. Um, I thought you were chill. Yeah. You seemed like a fun time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this poor guy seems alright. Your hair was much crazier back then. It was. It was <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't. Was it not? When we first met, my hair was basically what it is now. Was it? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when we first met. But then the second time we met, when, oh, yeah. like... French Braid I City, really baby. remember you. <laughs> so the second, the second time we met... Not a memorable guy. You, it's true, you're not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, the second time we met, do you remember? It was in the Bow Valley Chapel parking lot. When, were you living in your car at the time? I was living in my yeah. car at the time. And was that was that when we like went down? Like, was that at a wedding? No, it was after a fireside. With my sibling? No, 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 no. no. It was mm. you were with a bunch of Brentwood people, people from the Brentwood ward. Yeah, just probably chicks, right? Just all like a chicks, lot of yeah, chicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all chicks. And you, and you. I was in the parking lot, and then I saw this group of people standing over closer to the doors. And I didn't know that I had met you before already. Yeah. I didn't know that. To me, you're just some just random guy. Just a good-looking dude. Yeah, who's yeah. standing in a parking lot. And so you guys were, you had like a dance circle going. We were outside, we had a dance circle? Yeah. Oh. You guys were like standing there. Yikes dancing doing these dance moves and i was like cool cool you guys are just dancing in the parking lot and then you're like yeah yeah you know it's chill it's cool it's oh yeah you're all thug cord right thug yeah and then one of my many personalities yeah your main personality yeah that's the one yeah yeah and then i asked if i could join and you said yes but you have to bring your own dance move it sounds like Footloose. Oh yeah, I think I think you're thinking of Footloose. This actually happened. So I was like, oh, okay. So I did some random dance, and then the whole town believed in dance again, and you got the girl. It was crazy. And then, and so then I got to join your little posse, and then we went walking downtown, right? And then we went downtown. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and. We went to the Canada 150 sign. Yeah, we did. And we... That's, I think that's still my cover, that's photo. cover photo. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was chatting up a girl. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> we... Uh, yeah, and that's, that's, when I, that's when I met you. Really. For real. Like, like memorable I mean, meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Because our, our first meeting was, oh, yeah, we're at a party together, right? But then mm-hmm. this was, like, a funny thing yeah. that happened. And pretty spontaneous. Because I went out with a bunch of strangers that night. Yeah. I didn't know any of you. Well, you were trying to find a nice place to park to bunk down for the yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> I had to sleep somewhere, but it wasn't quite bedtime, so I yeah. might as well go out and do something. Yeah. 
And then, but then I later realized that I did know Kirsty and Emmy. Because you're cousins, right? We're not cousins. No, no, no. But I just all Mormons are cousins. All Mormons are cousins. Yeah, it's true. No, that makes it sound like we inbreed. What's like your limit for how far away a cousin can be fourth, before you fourth, fourth cousin <laughs> fourth or higher? Yeah, it has to be fourth what? or higher. I feel like that's safe. <laughs> okay. They say like the safe zone is third, so I say take it one step further. I say one less. Cut it down. Yeah, second cousins are yeah. cool with you. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Just the most, just the most Honestly, if they don't have the same sense. last name as me, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. just, okay, just so everybody's clear. Of course, being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, who, who listens to this? Uh, I don't know who listens to this. Hopefully more people. But like very serious that. people? Not serious people, I don't like, think. Like they're good hangs? They're good hangs, yeah. Okay. I like all the people that listen. Every single one of them. Okay, good. Yeah, automatically. Good. they listen to my podcast. So exactly, thanks. wow. So, okay, so that's how we know each other. Where did you come from? The the Great White North. Really? Uh, yeah. I grew up on uh, Reserve, um, four hours north of Edmonton, called Wabaska. Um, my dad was a high school math teacher on the reserve, so I lived there till I was like 10. Um, I was like one of the only white kids, but I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, do you have any native blood? No, no, no. We saw a picture, like there's this like really old picture of like my great great grandma and we're yeah. like she kind of looks native because I, I feel like you could pretend <laughs> yeah you could pretend i know i know people who have their card yep and they look more white yeah well that's the thing is like my, my best friend on on the reserve his name was joel and he was he was like he was metis but he was as pale as anyone i've ever met like it's, yeah. it's not really uh yeah like i don't have any of it in me but like we so it was a Cree reserve, a big stone Cree nation, it was called. And so we'd, we'd like, learn Cree in school really? and stuff. Yeah. Do you still remember it? I can count to nine. I can say bear, and I can say grandma. Okay, what's bear in Cree? Musqua. Musqua? Yeah. That's my, Lyndon will hate me for this, but that's my spirit animal. Is a bear? Yeah. Just any any kind of bear? I mean, it's my Patronus, but, I mean, it's the same thing. I was with someone the other night, last night, to be exact, and we did the Pottermore test yeah and uh well i didn't do it last night she did it and she was a white stallion really yeah nice good good for her yeah so it's just good podcasting right there just yeah. someone that nobody knows <laughs> i'm not gonna say her name <laughs> but she's a white stallion i think i was a bird of some sorts i'm a ravenclaw what i'm a ravenclaw too actually really yeah yeah actually you're totally a ravenclaw yeah. Yeah, but you're you're the Ravenclaw that sits on the Slytherin end. Yeah. I'm the Ravenclaw that sits on the Gryffindor end. Hmm. I, I feel like you're more into getting into trouble, and I'm more, you know, show off. Look how cool I am. I just right. saved the world kind of thing. See, I feel like I'm like, I'm Cho. I'm like the cute. You're the cute Asian girl? Asian girl. In Ravenclaw. Yeah. That the most popular person in the school is into. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's who I am. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so, how long were you on the reserve? Because I didn't know that you lived on a reserve. What was that like? Yeah, it was weird. Um, I didn't think it was weird because I didn't know anything different. Yeah. It's like a really rough, like, I mean, it's one thing to live on a reserve, but it's another thing to, like, live on a reserve that's, you know, two hours from a Walmart kind of thing. Like, we were, like, we were, like, up there, and mm-hmm. it was in muskeg like the swamp um yeah so like i mean i was only there till i was like 10 but my dad still lives there yeah um i haven't been back since i was like 15 16 that kind of thing but um so it's it's weird so wabaska is like a town and then it's half connected to this or it's not even a town it's called a hamlet and it's half connected to this other hamlet called um demaray so it's wabaska slash demaray and uh and is Demeray also on the reserve? So Demeray is not reserve. Wabaska is, okay. but they're like connected. So okay. it, it's not like 
like so technically I didn't live on the reserve land, but like we lived beside the high school, which was reserve. Oh, okay. Um, so we lived in like the teacher's compound, which is so we lived in mostly a white little cul-de-sac. Yeah. Because there was like I don't know, like ten, twelve houses in a cul-de-sac right beside the high school where where we all lived. Yeah. And that was like most of the white people in the place. Yeah. Um. So for preschool, um, I got special permission to go to what's called the band preschool. So they had the regular preschool, which had um, just like, it was kind of like the public preschool that anyone could go to, but I had to get special permission from, uh, from the band to go to this preschool where I was the only white person. Really? Um, yeah. And that's including like the teachers and stuff. Yeah. And I honestly, my mom just told me that like last year, I didn't know that I had to get like special permission to go there. Um, but my mom always tells this story of when, uh, I got home, I came home on the bus one day and I was super excited. I had just watched Peter Pan, mm-hmm. so don't judge me. And I was like, no, I was in preschool. I was like five. And I, so I come off the bus and I'm super excited. I'm like, mom, mom, there was an Indian on the bus today. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I just yeah. watched Peter Pan, right? Yeah. And my mom's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, there was like an Indian on the bus. And she like didn't really know how to react and she yeah. did she didn't know like like she would watch peter pan with me right yeah and so she claims or she she doesn't she thinks that i just like didn't realize i was the only white kid and i didn't i didn't know that i was the only white kid well to you you were just a kid like everybody else yeah but i i remember very clearly and she doesn't believe me that the bus driver stopped and picked up this guy on the side of the road who was wearing the headdress yeah cuz it was like may and in may they would do the the powwows okay where they, they'd dress in the traditional like headdress and stuff so yeah. so there was this guy in a headdress and that's all i associated with an indian was yeah. was the headdress and and uh don't say indian so <laughs> yeah so the, yeah i and it was funny because when we moved off to reserve kids made fun of me for the way that i talked because I, I talked like i was on the reserve yeah. And, uh, so it was like a, a thing. Um, and I was bullied for it. Really? Um, kind of. You had a bit of an accent? Kind of. Yeah, it was like strong. Yeah. Um, we have like some family videos from like back then and, and, it, uh, yeah, the, there's this video where like I was, I played on a hockey team. Yeah. And the, like, I was just so excited after practice one day. And the quote that my family always quotes to me was like, I had two breakaways, but I didn't score. <laughs> so I wasn't very good at hockey either. Um, but that's how, that's kind of like how I talked. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But so then people always say I have a weird accent now or I talk a little different yeah. from people. And I don't know if I just like overcorrected yeah. or what, but. Well, I've, I've, I mean, I've told you before that you remind the way you speak reminds yeah. me of how my grandpa talks. Yeah. The farmer. Because he's got kind of a farmer. Yeah. You know, and he grew up, you know, small towns around Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Kind of thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so you have, now, I don't know what your accent was like before, but now your accent sounds like. Like that. How my grandpa spoke. Yeah. Well, and so my, my roommate, Blake, is from northern Saskatchewan. And, yeah. And actually around a Cree reserve himself. And yeah. when, when we chat, we, we sometimes dabble in, dabble. in, our, in our old accents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Because for me, that's that's something I've never thought about. Is my accent? I've thought yeah. about the way that I speak, but I've never thought about. Oh, my accent is different from other people. Yeah, right. But and then you hear yourself on like a recording, and you're like, "That's not what I sound like." Yeah, yeah. Even even now, I have recorded hours and hours and hours of my <laughs> voice and listened to it. Mm-hmm. And I still hate the way that I sound on recording. You yeah. don't get used to it, ever. Yeah. Well, well apparently, um, just the way that you hear yourself, like you're hearing vibrations that come through like your jawbone, it's yeah. like lower what you hear than what other people hear. Yeah. Like it feels lower to you because you're feeling the vibrations. Yeah. So then you hear yourself and it's a little like whinier and a little, yeah. it's a little higher up. It's different. It's yeah. weird. It's really weird. So you consciously changed your accent a little bit when you, 
So you moved away from the resort. Yep. And then... I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was conscious, but... But yeah, it bugged me enough that I like watched very carefully the way that I said certain words and yeah. I mean we had our own like lingo back on the reserve too that was like I didn't know the word invite was a word. Really? So when you wanted to have someone over, I would say bite, like I'm gonna bite you over, like B I T E. Really? Yeah. Which is just like awful English. Yeah, but that is that how everybody spoke around you? That I mean I was in grade three. So oh. that's how the grade three spoke. Okay. That's not that's not like a uh, reserve thing no yeah. no but we'd have our own things like we'd say wow what's the gas was the thing that we'd say yeah so instead of like a what the heck or omg if someone said, if someone said something that like was like surprising or like that kind of thing you'd go wow what's the gas really yeah that's cool man if someone said something gross you go are real gross really? <laughs> yeah i'm not even kidding yeah, it's the sad weird. thing I had no idea. Yeah. So uh, where did you move to from the reserve? Uh, to a town called Westlock, okay. which is just an hour north of Edmonton. And how old were you then? So I was going into grade four, so I was I was 10. Okay. Or I turned 10 that year. Yeah. Um, and it's like a small farm town, has 6,000 people in it. Um, and it was, I was there till I was 17. And so that's like the place that I always think of as home. Yeah. Like, that's where I, I really came from. Yeah. My, like, teenage years and stuff. Yeah, those are pretty... Formative. Yeah. My puberty years puberty, were there. Puberty years. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Do you want me to, like, <laughs> just walk you through? <laughs> walk you through my... Puberty. Yeah. Happens. I mean, if you really want to go into that, I mean, I've never seen somebody, somebody <laughs> go into that. No. I mean, it's not like I know what that's like myself, so... I mean, <laughs> No, yeah, you wouldn't. Um. <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> as he's sporting this beautiful mustache, yeah, this is lush, I guess luscious. I, I guess maybe I have gone through puberty. Yeah, at least partway. Yeah, yeah. You can grow a much better facial hair than I can. You think so? Yeah, you saw me on Sunday. It was dirt nasty. No, no, it was okay. dusty. I've worked really hard on the mustache. Though. True. I think you, you could probably get a better beard than I could though. Yeah, like I'm pretty good on like the sides and the neck and stuff and and around the chin and stuff. It's just the upper lip is it's barren. Hard. It's hard for most people, I find. But this, if I shaved this off today, yeah, wouldn't be back for like solid nine months, <laughs> like to this length. Man, one day, and you've already agreed to this, but like just for for the good people at home listening, um, you're just saying I've already agreed to this. I yeah, know. yeah. Okay, what is it? Uh, one day, I'm going to pay you money to wear a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my Tupac shirt where he's flipping off the camera. Yeah. And uh, and maybe I'll throw in a, an extra bit of scratch to get you to just shave perfectly clean and just that just see what that lot. looks like. That <laughs> How much? I like having my facial hair too much. Okay. You have to find me a girlfriend who wants it done, or you'd have to hmm. it'd be like hundreds of dollars. Would you date a girl that like specifically said I won't date you unless you have um, or unless you shave your mustache? I don't think so actually. I think if that was like a requirement to not to yes or no date me, mm -hmm. I wouldn't date her. Uh, however, if we were dating and she said, you know, you should try not having a mustache, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like just 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 try it out. I mean, my thing with that is if I if I told a girl, hey, you know, I like your hair, but I'm not going to date you unless you dye blonde. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, if she was like, I'm not going to kiss you unless you shave your mustache, that's a little more understandable. That's you think it's really gross. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. guy with a mustache. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. that. That's what I think. So I had, I was, my cousin dated my best friend at one point. Which always works. I recommend always. it highly. Yeah. Um, so my cousin dated my best friend, and I was home with my family, and my mom took me aside and said, I don't agree, but your cousin told me that she's going to break up with your best friend if he doesn't shave his beard. And she's like, do with that information what you will, but... That's all I'm passing along. Yeah. What What would you do? Would you tell your friend? 
Or would you just let it let it figure itself out? I think I'd let it figure itself out. That's what I did. Because I yeah. Uh, they broke up. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? This was this was last year. <laughs> this was like less than twelve months ago. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Shout out to my cousin. Sweet. First cousin, so I can't. You can't date. Her. I can't date her. Bummer. That's yeah. <laughs> but does she have the same last name as you? She doesn't. Then I mean, it's fair game, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess legally though. I mean, I'm above the law. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. I always forget that you're you're uh, completely free. Yes. From, from I'm a sovereign. I'm my own sovereign nation within a nation. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's why your house is decorated like this. Like. I don't know. Like. Well, I mean, people can't can't <laughs> see it, so I was gonna make some stuff up about yeah having like but I already played with your face on it and stuff. But I already said we were in your studio. So where are Did we? You say that we're in my studio. Yeah. Oh. I'd like the the very top. You're probably going to cut it out, and I'm going to look like an idiot. I might. <laughs> How much do you cut of these interviews? Uh, not much. Nothing? Like, all of this will be in it. Yeah. The, from the point where I introduce you to now. Unless there there was one time that I cut something out, and that's... Because of, like, inappro- inappropriateness? No, the guests had to go to the bathroom in the middle of oh. the interview. So I said, yeah. okay, we'll cut that. Huh. I would have just like Mike. <laughs> I would like put the mic under the door because I'm like terrified of people like hearing me pee. Oh yeah, it's the weirdest. I thing. turn the fan. This is a fun fact about me. Every yeah. time I'm in a bathroom, even if I'm like brushing my teeth, anything, I turn the fan on. Really? Yep. Really? Wow. No, I only turn the fan on when I'm showering so that it doesn't poop up the walls and stuff. Yeah, I do that too. But I mean, I appreciate the white noise though. Yeah, I kind of understand where you're coming from. When I do shower, I turn on the fan. How often do you shower? Every day. <laughs> of course. Nice. Yeah. On my hygiene here. Yeah. This is it, hygiene <laughs> uh, And then I don't turn the fan off until I leave the bathroom after I've brushed yeah. my teeth and gotten dressed and everything. So when I bought this house, the house inspector came and he gave me all this like advice on like how to like upkeep your home and stuff and yeah. and his piece of advice was you turn the fan off when the mirror is clear and that's usually good enough yeah yeah but I then mean, but then he advised that like once a month you should just leave the fan on overnight really yeah just to clean it out just yeah just to if there's any humidity that kind of thing that's especially like up above your showers if you don't have like a full tile to the roof shower yeah um that you should do that yeah that's interesting so that that leads to an interesting point in your life, where you are now, because you so you lived in Westlock. Westlock, yeah. Which is an hour north of Edmonton. Hour north of Edmonton. And now, and now you own a house in Calgary. How did you get there? Um. Well, so we moved to Cochrane when I was seventeen, going into my grade twelve year, so I didn't get to graduate with my friends. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I made some new friends though. Did you do pretty well at that, or was it kind of hard? No, I didn't do great at it. Okay. Uh, the problem was, so I come to this new school in Cochrane, and I'm the new kid. Yeah. And everyone likes the new kid, really? I found. Um, they liked me the whole time. Really? I was just super shy. Yeah. Um, and I had a couple things working against me, uh, which was one of the few people I knew in the school was my, my, my cousin. And everyone thought she and I were dating. And she kind of, like, liked that everybody thought that we were dating. Why not? Right? True, yeah. PZ? Yeah. So, it, it, I don't know, it was just a weird situation. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I didn't get to know a ton of people. But that's where I graduated from. Um, which was good, though. It was good to get out of small town Westlock because, like... I, I came to Cochrane and for my grade twelve year and realized people actually like tried in school and people had like aspirations to like get a scholarship. And did you not in Westlock? No, no. No, people I mean people have now gone to school and they've done like cool things, I guess, in Cochrane. Or sorry, yeah. in Westlock. Yeah. But like in Cochrane it was like kids from grade nine that are worried about their 
GPA and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I was just, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So I just kind of coasted through pretty much all my schooling. I'm just yeah. like, I'm going to get my 85. And like, there was, which there, is good. Which is good. Yeah. Um, but like, I could, I could have done a lot better. Yeah. Like, I remember writing math exams in like grade 11 where like I would do 85% of the test to get my 85 and then just not finish the rest. Yeah. Because I wanted to go play um, Nazi zombies with my buddy. Really? Yeah. Did, did you did you change that in grade twelve when you came to Cochrane? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess a little. <clears throat> I still like I didn't really do homework. I'm never I've never been like a homework guy. Um. But like. Yeah. Even like to this day though, I don't think I've ever like fully applied myself schooling wise. Like. Yeah. Yeah, like I've always been kind of lazy with it, but but yeah. So I, I finished grade twelve, and I had always wanted to move to BC because I always thought BC was the coolest. We'd go out there every summer to the yeah. o- Okanagan and stuff. Yeah, I was like, man, if I could just move to BC, I'd be so free, and my mom couldn't tell me what to do and all this stuff, right? Yeah. So I I applied to UBC Okanagan and I got in, at just like general sciences, and I went there. And, like, the first week, I was like, I hate this. I don't want to stay here. Really? I just, well, I don't know. I never gave it a good chance. Yeah. I had a girlfriend in Cochrane, and I was, like, missing her a ton because I'm yeah. a dweeb. And... Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, within a week, I decided that I wanted to transfer to the U of C, University of Calgary. Yeah. So it was pretty much, like, a lost year where I just, like, I already knew I wasn't going to stay. I knew things weren't going to transfer well, but I had already, like, paid tuition, so I was kind of stuck in it. Yeah, and that was just general sciences. Yeah, just general sciences. So I took, like, chemistry, mathematics, biology. I took a stats class and hated it. I didn't like it. It was kind of boring. Yeah. And, uh, which I mean, I say that because I'm now, like, I did a master's degree in stats, which is just kind of funny to look back and say, like, I, I didn't think much of that stats class. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so my plan then was to go to U of C and become a math teacher. Yeah. Like my daddy. Yeah. Shout out to my daddy. <laughs> um, who was never around. <laughs> I'm sure he listens to my podcast. Look at me now, dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, he and I are chill. Um, so I wanted to be a, a high school math teacher. So I, then I came back to U of C. Just started living at home so I could, like, not have to pay rent and stuff. So, I, like, I put myself through school, but I didn't have to pay rent and food and stuff like that. So, pretty much, I put myself through tuition. So, yeah, I was, I was able to get through my undergrad and everything with no debt, which is really, really nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Were you just working summers and stuff? Just working summers. I worked at a golf course, doing maintenance, digging holes. Yeah. Getting a sleek tan. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, like, roll my sleeves up. and got to get all the way up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like cut the sleeves off too. Nice. But I would like classic. I would like cut them like super jagged, like I was like Fred Flintstone. That's a very uh, classy look. That's a core. <laughs> yeah. Like. I'd wear my Oilers hat with a bump cap in it, which is like this hard plastic insert in case a ball hits you in the head. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. They're kind of like you're like supposed to wear them. You sign a contract when you work there that says you're gonna wear them, but like if you got hit in the head with a ball, it would do nothing. Like, I don't know. It's it's just kind of a dumb thing. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, it's protection. Yeah, kind of it like legally protects them. So you sign the thing saying I won't sue if I get permanent brain damage from getting hit from a three hundred yard drive. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I was thinking I'm like, well, that doesn't really sound like it's changed much. No, yeah, and and the, it's like you're wearing just a regular baseball cap. So it's only covering what a baseball cap covers. Yeah. And that's like your temples are exposed, back of your head's exposed, like your face is like your everything's ears. exposed. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I didn't wear the bump cap that often. Like you just like pretend it's in and you So we do like bump check bump cap checks at work or we just like hit each other over the head with something. Yeah. Bump cap check. It was just a good time. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, ow. Yeah. It still hurts. Yeah. Um so I wanted to be a math teacher. Yeah. Um, so I, I, but then I took education 201 from the UFC and just hated it. Yeah. I just, I 
couldn't stand it. What, what was... Um, I'm sure the rest of, like, the education program is fine. Yeah. It's, it was just, like, the the first education class is just everyone complaining about high school. Which <laughs> it is, felt like. I mean, which is an awful thing. Yeah. When you're striving to become a teacher. Yeah, well, so, so like, it was mostly about, like, curriculum building. Okay. And so we, we just had this open discussion of what curriculum should be for high school students. And, like, a guy would raise his hand and he'd say, I don't think we should have to take math in school because when do you do math in life, right? And then you stood up. And no, no, I, I'm said, quiet. Hey, listen, pal, <laughs> I want to be a math teacher someday. Well, no, but, like, you could understand his argument of, like, yeah, we shouldn't, like, you're never going to need trig identities in your regular life. Sure. Are you kidding? I'm calculating hypotheses <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But, like, but so, so I was fine with that, but yeah. then the next kid raised his hand, and he was like, I don't think we should have to take social studies in school because they're just indoctrinating us to be liberals. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then the next girl raises her hand, and she's like, I don't think we have to, should have to take English in school. I'm like, then what are we in school for? Like uh, every single science. course, every single course came up that was yeah. like, we shouldn't have to take that. And I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. So I, I was supposed to transfer it. So I was in what's called a concurrent education um, mathematics program, and where in five years you get two degrees, you get a uh, an undergrad in mathematics, and you get an undergrad in education. Yeah. So I was going into my technically my third year, and um, and so I was supposed to like sign the form that said I'm now transferring into the education faculty for this year. Okay. And so I went to go sign that form, and just like spur of the moment was like nah, I'm not going to do a year of education. I'm just going to... So I dropped education. Yeah. And so then I was just in a regular math degree, and I thought, well, what can you do with that? Yeah. Pretty much nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean you... I mean, it's a it's a difficult degree, and you do something like... You do something quantitative like that, and, like, yeah. doors open for you, but... Yeah. But it's not career-based. Yeah. No, I know, I know somebody going to McGill for a PhD in mathematics. Yeah. And I, when I talked to them, I'm like, so are you planning to teach math? He's like, yeah. Yeah, like that's kind of the route. Yeah. yeah. And I just decided I didn't want to teach. Yeah. So so I, I had to. a little lost. Yeah. And so what I did is the UFC has this this web application called the UFC Degree Navigator. Okay. Where you can, you go and it's, it shows all the classes you've done and the GPA you've got in those classes. And it lets you just like pick another degree and see how your classes that you've already taken fit into that that bachelor's degree okay so i went to the math stats department which is what i had done all my courses in so far and the first thing that comes up is actuarial science because it starts with an a yeah um and i had no idea what actuarial science is nobody most people don't there's no reason to really he happened why do you happen to know why do i know Actuarial science—that's insurance companies dealing with the value of yeah know, somebody's life and stuff, life yeah. insurance and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, you're like calculating premiums for yeah. different insurances, casualty insurance, life insurance, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first one that comes up. So that's the first one that comes up, and I and I Google actuarial science, and there's a Wikipedia article that just says this is what actuaries do, and, and I think I think it was in Wikipedia, but I'm not sure that it was. But it was like famous actuaries, and there's none, Whoa. except one. There's only one in popular culture. Who? You know the show Kim Possible? Yeah. Ron Stoppable's dad, in one episode, it's like clarified that he's an actuary. Yeah. Famous actuarial scientist, Ron Stoppable's dad. And I was like, Kim Possible's hot, so I'm going to be an actuary. Because then hopefully your have you, son can yeah. go out with a... Well, have you ever been attracted to a cartoon character? Oh, Kim Possible was all the rage. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, she was really cute. And Zootopia, pretty cute. And that wasn't even, like, human. Wait. <laughs> like, the bunny? Was it played by Kim Possible? No, I'm just talking, oh, like, talking like attractive you, animated characters. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to the, the task at hand. Um, <laughs> so, so you look that up. So I look it up. 
and I Google it and I look up this Forbes article that was like top 10 undergraduate degrees to get. And number one was actuarial science for three years in, three years in a row. Yeah. So I was like, good enough. Sounds like a no-brainer. So that was, yeah, so I, I, I did my degree in it because it started with the letter A and I Wikipedia'd it. And so you, your undergrad is in? In actuarial science. Really? With a minor in statistics, a minor in mathematics, and a minor in economics. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny because if, if you do an actuarial science degree, there's no way you can't get a minor in math and a minor in stats. Like, you have to take the courses that give you those anyways. Really? But by the end of my degree, I could have had it said a bachelor's in actuarial science, a bachelor's in mathematics, or a bachelor's in statistics. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so I finished that, um, which, it was tough. Like, it, it's a pretty hard program, and I was never passionate about it. Like, it was never the thing that I was like, I want to be that, right? Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting thing, because a lot of people that I talk to, they go through that crisis in university, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people in high school, they think, and now I'm going to go do this, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And then they get into university, and they have this crisis, and then they try and find their passion and discover what they love and what they want to do mm-hmm. forever. But that, you weren't passionate about that? I wasn't, no. Really? That surprises me. I feel like that's the... Uh, the only thing you could ever imagine yourself doing. No. Like, like, what I'm passionate about, I've come to realize after being done school, Yeah. What I, what I find that I like is just problem solving. Of just, here's a problem that other people find tedious to solve. Let me try to solve it so I can feel satisfaction. Like, I like the problem solving side of it. Mm. Um, so I feel like I could have done anything that had that sort of vibe to it. Yeah. Just like, here's a problem, go solve it. And I like that, like, every mathematical problem has, like, like you know if it's right or not by the end. Like, like, like it's verifiable. You can validate, yes, this is right. Which is, I, I can't understand how people do, like, degrees in, like, English and stuff where yeah. their mark is based on someone's opinion of what they wrote. Yeah. Like, I just, like, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. So, so you're, because you're, you strike me as kind of an artistic guy. I mean, you've got guitars all on your walls in your twenties. I don't know what these as pedals that do funky sound things. Yeah. So, so you're a creative guy, and then, but then, yeah. How did you (laughs) like to? Because I think a lot of people are surprised when they find out what you do. Yeah. Because you don't, I mean, you talked about your Tupac shirt. <laughs> yeah. Earlier. I'm, yeah, I'm not like the typical actuary, I guess. Like, yeah. if, if I'm not working as an actuary, but I was never like the typical actuarial student. Um, I always like fancied myself kind of an artist and musician and stuff. I can't sing at all. I used to try to like write songs and I was really bad at it. They were like super emo. No, I can't sing. Really? We were in choir together. You know that. <laughs> no. no, I thought you were at least okay. I mean, I'm like okay, but like I'm not like someone you would listen to sing solo. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I always like thought myself that way. Um, and if we like, so like real talk here, um, I've thought about this a lot about like the way that you're raised. Mm-hmm. Um, just affecting like nature versus nurture and I, I think I'm kind of an artistic person um, but I was raised my mother is very much like a pragmatic person yeah. like a utility first person yeah. which I don't think she was always that way um, yeah. but just growing up as a single mom with five kids like I, so I was not a single mom with five kids clarification corner I was not a single mom with five kids my mom was a single mom okay, okay. with five kids yeah yeah, for a yeah. yeah. Um, so she kind of became like dad and mom in one. Yeah. And she became like a very like pragmatic. Like, and you kind of have to be at that point. Like you can't, I think if you have five kids and you're on your own, you can't, you know, be super supportive of every little artistic decision that someone wants to make. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you don't have the time. You've got five kids and 
and you're a single mom that's working three jobs because that's what my mom had to do for for quite a while and yeah um but my dad was always like a super uh like head in the clouds dreamer kind of guy yeah and so i i often think about like if he had been around more would it have like nurtured my artistic side more because just the way that my mom raised me was like, you need to find a career that's going to be stable and have a good salary and and that kind of thing. Not so much the let's try to be a rock star and, you know, be an artist. Yeah. Because my mom wouldn't really understand that. So, like, I I don't know. I've thought about that a lot of, like, what, what would the difference have been? Do you, do you think that the way things have turned out, that that's like a good good scenario for you? Because I, I, don't, I don't know if there's best case scenario in your mind, but yeah. you say things have turned out well. No, yeah, I mean, I can't complain. Things are good. And I still, like, I've never felt like I lost like the artistic side. I just didn't pursue it. Like I still have these guitars and stuff and I still play them here and there. And I mean, you wrote a great script that you shared with me. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Came to the YSA Film Festival in June, and uh, I, I wrote a nice script. Maybe. So yeah, and then so I finished my degree. Yeah. Um. And was like, quarter life crisis of what do I do now? Because, I mean, when you're when you're in school, it's just like blinders of like, I'm I, once I'm done, once I'm done, I'm gonna get a good job. And we buy a car, and chicks are gonna dig me, and it's yeah. gonna be the best. Yeah. But then, like, you come close to graduation, and you're like, the jobs aren't really there. Yeah. And or if they are, you haven't really looked for them. You haven't networked. You haven't gone to all those like lunch and learn things that they do, and so you don't know anybody. You don't have any leads. Yeah. And uh, so I was, and I was, I was. We we talk about being like Mormon on here, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I can I can talk about that, but we're I'm Mormon. Mormon. Okay. Yeah. We're uh, we're Mormon. Um, if you didn't get that from the last three sentences, go to yeah. Saying, oh, are we Mormon? We're Mormon. Yeah. Go go to lds.org if you want to learn more. Yeah. Or Mormon.org. That's or squarespace.com and you can build your own website. <laughs> See, if you just start like working ads into these I'm things, sure, they're gonna I'm pay sure you. They're gonna just start paying. You build it, they will come. You say it, they will pay. <laughs> I'll be the second. Yeah. yeah. Just write them write them a letter. I'll write them a letter for you. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. advertise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm coming towards the end of my degree. I don't really have much going on. And I, so the reason I brought up the Mormon thing is I was not active yeah. at all. Um, but I was dating a Mormon girl for some reason. I don't yeah. know why I kept doing that. But they're cute, man. They're cute, man. Well, you would know. You like. I can't say. I'll have you on my podcast, okay, yeah, yeah. and we'll talk about you. Yeah, so I'm coming towards the end of my degree. I'm not going to church at all. Yeah. Um, but my cousin, the one that that everyone thought we were dating in high school, came back from her mission. Um. And the last time I had gone to church at that point was when she had left on her mission. Yeah. So I was coming to church again. And I, so I come to see her homecoming talk and I run into my old young men's leader. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. I knew he had gone to like live in Ontario for a little bit and he was back now and I didn't really know much about what he did or anything like that. And we get chatting and he's just like, oh, like, what are you? Like, are you almost like, are you in school? That kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my, like, I have two months left in my actuarial science degree. And he's one of the few people that, like, knew what that was. Yeah. And I, that kind of surprised me. He's like, oh, actuarial science. Like, that's cool. That's cool. And then he was like, what are you doing on Wednesday? I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I have class on Wednesday. And he's like, don't go to class. Come to the hospital. Sure. So I, Skip class. And, and all he tells me, all he tells me is wear a suit. That's it. That's it. So Wednesday comes, I put a suit on, I go to my morning classes, and I walk over to the hospital. And they sit down, and it's like, 
like so the foothills hospital there's like this big glass building that overlooks like cop and you got the mountains yeah. and stuff so it's like the newest nicest building on yeah. campus kind of thing so i'm on the fourth floor of that building and they sit me in this like they call it the fishbowl which is just like this like awesome little like lounge area and i just like sat there for like 20 minutes and they eventually came and got me and were like or they, they put me in a sort of a conference room with a whiteboard and they hand me a bunch of whiteboard markers and three PhDs walk in and just grill me on statistics for like 45 minutes to an hour. And you had no expectations. I did. I had no idea. Yeah. Like no idea whatsoever. And I was like mad at my old young man's leader yeah. for, for not that's telling me. That's a scary situation <laughs> that somebody might want to prepare for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they would just, they just grilled me on stuff. They'd be like, show us the proof that the chi-squared distribution with one degree of freedom is the same as the standard normal distribution squared. And so it was like walk you through that proof. And then they'd, you know, they'd take the question one step further and then one step further until you broke and you couldn't do anymore and you feel like an idiot. And then they just like next question. And they talked about like calculus and they talked about actuarial stuff and all this stuff. And so by the end, they're all just like, any other questions? None of them had any questions. And they send me out to go sit in the fishbowl again. And uh, and I was sitting there just just steaming. Yeah, the fishbowl takes on new meaning when you yeah. feel like a goldfish. Hey, everyone's looking at me and they're yeah. all pointing and laughing. Like, you're dumb. And uh, But then my old young men's leader comes out. And he's like, man, that's the best interview we've had yet. Want to do a master's here? I was like, sure. He's like, and then I was like, in what? He's like, biostats. I was like, yeah. So then that's how I started my master's program. That's crazy. Yeah, so I never had a big passion for biostats either. It just kind of like stumbled upon me. Yeah, you got roped into some weird cult. Yeah, yeah. Man. And then I came back to church and I was like, double cult? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then I had to apply. Like, I, I that didn't even like mean that I was in. Yeah. Um. So I had to apply for to get into the school. Was it a pretty tight program then? Well, it's weird because like they only accept like one or two students a year. Really. Um, but it's not. It's not just like based on your GPA merit. Like it's literally just my supervisor writing a letter that said. I want him. I don't care what his GPA is. Because I didn't have, like, the greatest GPA for yeah. getting into grad school. Because I had never planned to go to grad school. So I was like, ah, I'm going to get my 3.3 and that'll be good enough. Yeah. Um, but if you want to go to grad school, that's actually not great. Um, but I got a really good letter from him that was like, I don't care what his GPA is. Um, so I so I applied. And, uh, and then pretty much, I think it was the day that I wrote my last final of my undergrad. I came home. And my mom was like, there's a letter for you in the mail. Yeah. And it was my acceptance letter to start start my master's. And then I actually started like two weeks later. That's nuts. Yeah, it's kind of weird. How long did that take you? To the master's. The master's. So that was the, so I started in May of 2015. And I finally finished in March of this year, 2018. So it was, yeah. it was two and a half, almost three years. Wow. And now... That brings us to the present. The present. So what are, what are you doing now? You're you're not a sandwich designer at Quiznos yeah. anymore. Let's talk about that yeah, a little okay, bit, though. I want, yeah. I want you to fill me in because I've I've never from the horse's really mouth. Heard, yeah. I've just heard rumors that I work at Quiznos. That you work at Quiznos, and I've always known it to not be true. Yeah. But I want to know where it came from. Sure. Um, so I was talking to one of my buddies. About chicks, because that's all I talk to anyone about. It's yeah. just girls, girls, girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, that's not even, like, really that much of a lie is the sad thing. But anyways. I don't care. Well, I don't think you do very much, actually. Fair enough. Good. So that's, that's my opinion. All right. Okay, good. Um, so we were talking about girls, though. And I won't out this guy to say who he was. Um, but he was like... We were talking about girls from the South, yeah. and you're a South boy, so I'm maybe boy. maybe you can uh, speak to this. But he said 
girls from the south if they find out like that you don't make money they won't want to be with you i don't think that's true yeah it sounds like it sounds like bs yeah but i was like i'm gonna put it to the test yeah so i thought well what i don't know and and then you you go to all these like ysa things and you have this conversation all the time oh what are you doing yeah i'd be like oh i'm doing bio stats and they'd be like oh what's that yeah and i'd be like well I, you get tired of that conversation. Especially, like you said, if you're not passionate about it either. Yeah. Like you probably don't and, want sorry, to and I should say, I, I am passionate about biostats now. Yeah. Like I, I found out I loved it. Yeah. Like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and now I really like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you get tired of having that conversation. Um, so I was like, well, what can I say? And I just started telling girls I work at Quiznos because it was like, it's like, Quiznos is classy enough that people are like, oh, cool. But it's like, but people don't like go there, you know? Like people don't eat at Quiznos. I don't know anyone that like eats at Quiznos. No, no. So they're not going to ask questions. Yeah. So I just started telling people I worked at Quiznos and I made it like my Instagram bio. And it's currently still in my Instagram bio that I'm a sandwich artist at Quiznos. So, and it was, it was kind of funny because it was like, like, like I'd go to like these YSA things, and yeah. people would be like introducing themselves, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to school for this, and I'm doing this, and I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna get a, a post boosting themselves up." Yeah, and then I just go, "I work at Quiznos," and everyone's just like, "Oh, that's cool," and then they're just on to the next person. Yeah, and I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um. So I just started doing that. I f- I feel like you like attention, but you like it in a weird way. Like like what? I, I feel like I watch you, and you like when people just, like, think you're kind of weird. Yeah. I, I think that's probably why we get along. Yeah. I try to do that to some people sometimes. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it makes life way more interesting. Yeah. It turns some people off us a little bit, though, too, sometimes. It does. I know, I know some people aren't. But to heck with those people, huh? <laughs> we don't need them. We don't need them. Look at me now, Dad. <laughs> Yeah. F doesn't forget. Not yeah. CeeLo Green, baby. Always forget. Yeah. Yeah. I don't swear, so this is a yeah. clean podcast. Alex Williams has never said a swear word. That's true. And if uh actually swearing is allowed on this podcast. Really? Has someone done it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've well hot damn. <laughs> 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 you speak to your customers at Quiznos that way for Only if they like it. Um, you can tell who likes it. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Some some people can take it. So, okay. So that's how you became a sandwich artist at Quiznos. That's how I became a sandwich artist at Quiznos. Just because you like the, the cringe a little bit. Yeah. Well, and then girls like, not girls, everyone will be like, what's your favorite sandwich? And I honestly don't know what a single sandwich at Quiznos is. Yeah. I think they're called torpedoes, but I tell people that and they're like, no. Really? But I thought they were torpedoes. I thought a torpedo was like a size. I don't I don't know. I haven't had Quiznos in like more than ten years, so yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not supporting your job. That, that's but, okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, so I'm a part-time key holder. You're part-time key holder. Yeah, that means I can like close up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can like count. Important. I can like close the cash register at nights and stuff. So you're like kind of important, but not that important. Yeah. Like, if I was more important there, it would be lame, but it's because I'm not that important that it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) So, okay. So now, you're passionate about biostats now, though. Yeah. And you're you're done your master's program. Mm Mm-hmm. So what? So I work for a group called the Clinical Research Unit. We are a clinical trials research group at the U of C. Um, It's actually pretty close with, like, I work with basically the same people I worked with during my master's. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I've stayed in the same community. They didn't let me get too far. Um, so yeah, I do like uh, statistical analysis and stuff for clinical trials. And we do big, um, large scale population, like observational health data okay. research stuff. So we write papers and get published and stuff like that. Nice. I've got I've got a bunch of publications in like gastroenterology is where, which is just like the lamest branch of medicine. 
but I've, like that's like where the bulk of my work has been in is like identifying colon polyps as cancerous or not. Yeah. Which just isn't sexy. No. no. I want something sexy, Alex. <laughs> I find, I What's like the sexiest brands of medicine? What should What should I? I feel like there's not. No. I mean, even, even when you look at stuff that's like for beauty, that's like to make you look like skin stuff. people skin and care, like stuff. Yeah. It's still not. I went to a plastic surgeon's. Ooh, yeah. Uh, place, Doctor Jaws in South Calgary. Sounds sexy. It's not. No. He shows <laughs> pictures of stuff he's done and dealt with and stuff. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, that's not to be... So does he, does he just do, like, do does he just do, like, beauty plastic surgery? Or is it also, no, like, exactly. like act trauma and, like, accidents and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so he's rebuilt people's ears. Yeah. And he, he, he said, you know, plastic surgery makes it sound, you know, fake, right? Yeah. Like, Stepford Wives kind of thing. Silicon boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which he does. Nice. But... <laughs> Score! <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> So, <laughs> so he, he he explained, you know, it's plastic as in like it's moldable, yeah, right. So, so most of what he does is for burn victims and stuff, and most of the plastic surgery that he does on breasts <laughs> for uh, for people who have had breast cancer and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so very little of his work is aesthetic, apparently. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So even plastic surgery isn't like a sexy branch of medicine. No. Hmm. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll have to get back to you on which is the sexiest branch of medicine. Yeah, I want a definitive answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now now you're here. You work in biostats. Mm-hmm. I, I work with my little sister, Maddie, nice. who I love dearly, yeah. and my brother, Cole. So I got them jobs there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. We all like sit in the same office together and crack jokes. And you guys would. Yeah. I feel like you guys would only crack jokes. Yeah. So like yesterday, um, we were in, me and Maddie were in the office, and we uh, we went on my buddy Blake's Facebook and just just went around liking stuff. So Blake's got like this really attractive mom. You're setting this on the podcast. I'm saying this on the podcast, okay. yeah. Okay. So I like to go like find pictures of her that she's not tagged in that he posted and just give a little thumbs up. Just to give him a hard time. Yeah. I did it like like three weeks ago and he texted me like a minute later and he's like, Busy day at work, huh? <laughs> he's like he's such a good dude, man. I need to have him on the podcast. Yeah. We start our podcast Get him now. yeah, we're gonna start our own pod. Yeah. A three-man pod. It's in the works. Yeah, oh, yeah, Seth. Yeah. Did we figure out what the final idea for that was going to be? I don't think we're going to have an idea. Oh, okay. I think that's the best idea. Yeah, just free-flowing. Yeah. Because here's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't really care that much about, like, people listening. Like, it's nice if people listen, I guess. But it's fun to just banter sometimes. But, like, I honestly just want, like, on my computer to have a bunch of files because I don't keep a journal or nothing yeah. of just like, this is me talking with my bros yeah. that I can just listen to in like five years and be like, man, I was an idiot. Those days. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. No, I dig that. Yeah. Let's do it. And then, uh, yeah. So we're starting a podcast. Yeah. You bought a house. Bought a house. I tiled my floor. It's bad. Okay. You got to show me after. I'll show you after. There's like, like, see, I thought it was like, I thought it was okay. Yeah. And I had like Maddie came over and she did the nice smile and was like, Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. But Wait, I, is it your bathroom down here? Yeah, yeah, like, okay, like just you, right there. You can show me now then. Show you now? Yeah. We're yeah gonna, we're oh, just we got the roaming mics, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So first, just like take a look. Okay. And it looks like a good floor. Yeah, like it looks, like good. it looks like a tiled floor. Yeah. But now if you walk on it, you'll notice that there's a bulge. Right there. And if you come this way and slide your foot, like... You cut yourself on this, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you could, like, you could, like, stub your toe. It's almost like it's a staircase. 
Yeah, I work my calves in the morning. Yeah, it's like yeah, stepping down your tiles. Yeah. But they're they're because they're all slanted like this. Yeah. But see, it's also like like it's ergonomical. It fits the shape of my feet. Oh, like a good, that? like a good orthotic. Well, this is your bathroom, so I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but it's also like, like what's the worst thing you can think of? I'll tell you, it's a pool of water in the middle of your bathroom floor. And you don't get that with this. Yeah, because it's like literally a pyramid. That's because smart. in the middle, this is where I stand, and it's also where the steepness is. You know, Cord, I don't know why you're in biostats. Right. I should be a, be a handyman. But uh, yeah, next bathroom I do, I'm gonna use a level. It's this. It's this. <laughs> shut up. It's this like cool invention where it's like there's like an air bubble in the water. Yeah. Have you heard of Have you heard of a level? Oh, I have a laser level that like sucks to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Well, good for you, Cord. Thanks, man. Okay, I'm curious. This is going to be our longest episode yet. I hope you don't mind. What are we at now? We're at an hour. Are you serious? Yeah, this is so I'm fun. Serious. So, what, um, what was buying a house like? Because you're 24. You're yeah. turning 25. I turned 25 this month. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm um, still available for preference, actually, by the way. Actually, this, this goes up after preference. Are you serious? Actually, wait. No, this one goes up before this one does go up Okay. Well, just like shout out to the ladies. Um, so preference is on my birthday. So if you feel that you're good enough for me to spend my birthday with, then ask me out, please. <laughs> I think most girls are good enough to spend Cord's birthday with. Yeah, I'm not that cool. You're not that cool. My time's not valuable. And, well, most girls are like nice enough to... Yeah, I didn't get asked to preference don't last spend, year. Don't spend your whole birthday with them, though. That'd get boring. Yeah. Like a whole day with one person? I'll throw up in my mouth if you say that one more time. Like, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> just, the, just spending time with someone? Time like, enjoying their company? Enjoying like, their company. barf. There's no possible way you can enjoy somebody's company for one day. No. <laughs> it's never been done. Unless, unless you're deep into the relationship... Yeah. And you're just deep. And you and read you, books on opposite sides of the room exactly. and don't talk. Then you're enjoying your day and you're together. Yeah. But are you really together? But honestly, if she chews with her mouth open, I'm a slapper. Oh. I hate people to do that. Is that your thing? It's like my thing. There's like an actual like term for it, like a clinical term for it, and I can't remember what it for is. For somebody that chews with their mouth open? No, for someone that hates people that chew with their mouths open. Really? Yeah, it's like a thing. You know, one of my best friends does it. I won't say who. But, Choose with his mouth open. Yeah, it's really bad. I I can't. Yeah, it's frustrating. Next time I eat with him, I'm gonna confront him about it. My brother, when he ate, he used to like hum as he ate. Really? Like it was like he was breathe like so he'd chew with his mouth open and then he would like breathe out, but there was like there was noise behind it. It wasn't just. Breathing. It was like a note. It was like an E flat. Really? I got my tuner out E flat <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a good note. Yeah, well, actually, I don't know. I can't tell you off the top of my head. Is an E flat a bad note? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> I was curious about you finding out what that was like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was, my friend had bought a house, and I remember thinking to myself, that's not a wise investment. Because mm-hmm. I never really thought about it, and I was just like, I'm not going to buy a house till I have, like, a 50% down payment. And then... I just one day didn't have much to do at work, so I just did, like, a little, like, calculation and simulation of, like, well, if I could get guys renting it out, mm-hmm. then and then I quickly realized, like, it's pretty manageable yeah. if you're making, like, a steady income and have people renting. And, like, once I'm in the full swing of things and have all three rooms rented out, like, I could very well be living for free. I, re- I realized that. Um, so then I was like, oh, I'm going to buy a house. So I just started looking and I texted my guy, um, who's my, my best friend's dad, okay. Ricky, Ricky yeah. uh, Richard Cacao. Everybody knows Ricky. Everyone knows Ricky. Yeah. And, uh, so I texted Ricky cause he's like my father figure. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, 
how does this whole house buying thing work? And I had forgotten that Ricky's dad is like a realtor. Oh, yeah. Bev- yeah. Old beverage cacao. Yeah. And um, I didn't even get a text back from Ricky. I got a call from Bev. <laughs> yeah. She said, hey, this kid's curious, you know. Yeah. Up. yeah. That's awesome. And then Bev was just like, send me a like, couple like links to houses that you might be interested in. We'll go check them out. And I saw this place on the first day I checked out houses and I made an offer. And like it all happened within less than two weeks. Really? And it was freaky. It was like super stressful, but it's done now. So that's awesome. And it's a nice place. Yeah, it's nice. Good. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well good for you. Thanks, man. You're progressing with life. Do you yeah. have plans for the future? <sighs> um no. No. I'm just like that's kind of like like I was excited to be done my masters, but now it's like now what? Yeah. So I'm trying to find like the next big thing that I want to feel yeah. productive about. You're, you're done school. You have a job. You have a place. And now you're just. I just got to get married. On to life. Yeah. Get married. Yeah. Names. Oh, well, let's see. So we have, yeah, preference. Um, but like, I've told you this. We're, uh, my 25th birthday. I'm going to throw a party for my boys. And Can you tell me this? I've, I've been telling everyone. I tell everyone the same stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a party for my boys. Yeah. Entry to the party requires you to bring a name of a girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we put it all in a hat, yeah. and I just pick a name out of the hat, and I just marry her. Just holy matrimony, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. I mean, this makes sense. And then it's in God's hands. Exactly. Because God leaves you the best chance. Exactly. That makes sense. I like your philosophy. Yep. I make my decisions with coin flips. I'm like yeah. Two Face from Batman. Just don't, don't uh, what does he say? Don't let it go so long that you become the villain or whatever. Yeah. What does he say? I make my own luck. You make your own luck. Yeah. Okay. Cord, this has been a good conversation. I'm glad that I got to know you better. It was fun. I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't know all of how your schooling worked. I didn't know that you basically lived on the reserve when you were younger. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. One day, can we do, like, like, a special My Wax Museum where someone, it doesn't have to be me, but someone yeah. interviews you? Maybe someday. Yeah. I feel like that'd be really weird. Hundredth episode. Hundredth episode. Yeah. Only if we have a million listeners. A million. A million. So get to work. Get to uh, work. Bring your friend. Yeah. We're going to have a live show. Um, we're going to go on tour and record these podcasts live. Actually, that's that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It, it would be kind of cool. Maybe someday I'll do like a special one. Uh, $75 a ticket. Um, I feel like that's not enough. We're worth more than that. We're worth more than that. hundred bucks. hundred bucks. Nice and easy. Round it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, just another announcement. Ben Howard, my favorite musician, is coming to Vancouver in September, and I'm going. So if anyone wants to come with me. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I actually might be in Vancouver in September. Then let's go to the Ben Howard concert. You just might. I've never been to a concert. And he's the best human alive. So. That's sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the future. And we're going to awkwardly wrap up the podcast with you saying goodbye or some last words or something. Uh, um...